it's changed dramatically. And with the Beatles, it was an extraordinary change. Irving Berlin was so aware of what was happening that he once said to me that it was time for me to stop writing because the kind of song that I offered the public for such a long time was no longer accepted. Mm. You, you had all these songs to choose from. Why did you, what was your criteria for picking what you picked? Robert. Well, it was a, there wasn't a single criterion. It, it was a process of elimination. First, it was a, pos, a, a process of gluttony. Yes, I would think, I would think, of course. Surrounded by your record albums. Exactly. (laughs) Thousands upon thousands Uh of songs we listened to, and others where there were published collections of lyrics uh, or fake books or whatever, we read many, 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 many. And then we just started to listen, and we would make lists, many, many (laughs) lists. I was actually the list keeper, although he is much more uh, careful than I. But I don't know about that. He's more careful. I'm quicker. So that together, <laughs> it all worked out. Yes. And we just kept lists and kept refining them and refining them and thinking, well, we this person is so good, we should try to find yes. more. And then we'd find something unexpected. And then we'd suddenly turn on a song that we had previously liked and we dropped it. We got it down to under 1,500 at one point. Yeah. And, and, then, and then we said we now have to figure yeah. out a shape for it. And, it, you know, we, we got to the point where... At one point, we were aiming for a thousand, but it didn't quite work out that way. We, you know, you try to, to edit things like that. Let me ask you: when when you are listening, going over a lyric, yes. analyzing a lyric, have, were there moments when you were just really struck by the the craftsmanship or, or the skill that went into putting some of these lyrics together? And is there a specific lyric that really stuck in your minds because oh. of that? When you began to pull it apart, you thought, "My God, this is really a work of art." There's so many. Yeah. I Wish I Were in Love Again by Lawrence ah, Hart. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The fine mismating of a hymn. I, I mean, the brilliance of that lyric and so many others that he wrote, so this, I'm filled with awe. But you see, when masters in yes. any field do what they do at their best, it's always thrilling yes. and inexplicable. Right. Um, that is that is genius, and no word I don't like to throw around. But what's interesting in lyric writing is that it seems to me these lyrics, we're so familiar with them. We're so comfortable with so many of them. Uh, and I guess the goal of lyric writing is that it is, it's, it's natural. It just comes tripping off your tongue. But the blood and the sweat and the tears that must go into getting it simple and pure is enormous on the part well, of Sometimes yes, sometimes no. Yeah. Sometimes according, it just comes out. According to certain accounts of certain songs, right. you know, somebody walks into the dining room and comes out with a complete lyric. But also, I mean, Cole Porter, who did both, said it was much harder to write a lyric mm-hmm. than yeah. to come up with a tune. Once you have the musical skill and the training to write music, when you sit down, and he wrote his lyrics and music together, Mm. He said lyric writing was harder. Well, they would say of Oscar Hammerstein and Richard Rogers that <laughs> Rogers could come up with the great melody in about, you know, ten minutes wow. after breakfast, and Hammerstein would be <laughs> two days at the study trying right. to uh, hammer it's the lyric. true at the Gershwin's also. There is a kind of literacy, intellectualism, if you will, at work in some of these lyrics. I think, for example, of My Heart is a Hobo, where you have My Heart is a Hobo likes to quote from Omar Khayyam. Can you imagine a young lyricist today using the no. name Omar Khayyam? These were educated men. Yeah, but Omar Khayyam then was <laughs> actually very much in a popular notion. 
that he was not obscure then. Yeah, right. Now <laughs> he's a Persian poet. Right? <laughs> but everyone knew the Rubaiyat of Omar Khayyam. That was, that was basic knowledge or for any literate person. Then maybe the problem is that we don't know Omar Khayyam That's anymore. Right. That basic knowledge is way down here. So how can we expect great lyric writing when people because, don't seem to pay attention to words well, at all? Because there's now another range of reference that we may not like as much or we may like more. Mm -hmm. But now there would be things referred to uh, that would be common knowledge that like, 50 years from now, nobody's going to know about. My Heart as a Hobo loves to quote from Puff Daddy. I can right. see Right, well, you look at the full Monty, Jewel. for instance. <laughs> from Jewel. <laughs> well, also, Broadway shows today, the lyric in the old days was an, a moment, a heightened, exciting, wonderful moment in a show mm -hmm. with many different kinds of moments, some of them pictorial, visual, some funny. But now the lyric has to serve almost as the libretto it has to kind of advance the story in such a way so that it becomes a very different element. And it's very hard to come up with something that basically is almost prose-like to, mm -hmm. to, to compare it to these works, to which, these are, works. which are so yeah. brief and, and precise about I, what they're saying. I don't even know if people to pay attention to lyrics. Today. I mean, if you listen to the pop music now, the lyric is almost an, an right. afterthought. And even on Broadway, often you can't even hear them because right. they're so yeah. over-miked. Yeah. Well, miked is oh. over-miked. 